He never saw visions of his own future, not Vinnie Tavine, the prophet of Kelta. No, he only experienced occasional tightening of the muscles at the back of his neck and dread slithering down his spine. Usually those symptoms indicated a threat to his heartmate, Avalana Hazel. Tonight, the feeling morphed into the regular nightmare, and he suffered through the horrific dream in his own ancestral bed. The vision where he held a pale Avalana, her gaze fixed on his, her last breath coming out with an I love you, Muin, then her eyes losing the life spark and fogging with death. From the plague. But even dreaming, he knew the plague had finally been beaten back, this particular deadly one mastered, and not to return to decimate the colonists of Kelta. Healers now knew how to treat that sickness, to triumph over it. Then his lover faded from his arms to stand waving at him from a balcony, and the balcony broke, and she plummeted down onto unforgiving flagstones. He wrenched his mind from the sight, only to see her motionless and dead pale on the grass of a Druida city park, a poisoned candy in her hand. More recent dangers giving rise to new visions. Wake up! His heart gave a huge and heavy thump. He felt the warmth as if it had pounded outside his chest, groggily lifted his hand, and touched the soft fur of his familiar companion, a house fluff, a rabbit-like creature. With every stroke his breathing steadied along with the pulse surging in his blood, the twanging of his nerves. Long, soft ears brushed his face as Flora lowered her head. He felt the slightest damp touch of her smooth tongue on his cheek. The rest of him was damp, too. He lay in his own sweat, the coverlet unable to draw away the amount of perspiration he'd emitted. Only a few seconds had passed since he'd held a limp Avalana. No, opened his eyes so he'd see Flora, the embroidered canopy above him, rather than... Yes, his fam touched noses with him. He reached with all his senses for Avalana, felt their bond as open as usual. He'd instinctively hidden his fear from her, from her pulsed creativity and art and a hint of spirituality. Nevertheless, he needed to go to her. He looked around him and blinked at the soft golden light. Dawn? Hadn't he had an appointment at to elders at dawn? Maybe that was yesterday. Not dawn, Flora said mentally. Sunset. Dinner soon. And the memories of the day wheeled in his head. I fell asleep, he rasped, still confused by everything except that his heartmate lived. He glanced at the vis panel that had stopped floating above the bed where he'd been watching a comedy, then turned his head to see that it had folded itself and lay on the cabinet next to the bed. Yes, you napped, Flora said. I don't nap, he said stiffly. Sometimes I rest, and it's been a long day after a long night, he sighed. As the official birth oracle, I attended the birth of the Honey Twins last night. I also kept my consultation appointments today. The babies were beautiful. Yes, but the night stretched. Grace Lady Minion Tet Honey complimented you on your fur and thanked you for your help. Flora sniffed. She has useless fam cat, who will be fine with the babies. He removed Flora from his chest but felt the burden of a vision unreleased, unresolved, untold. Even though he'd sensed Avalana was fine, he needed to see her, make sure she lived and glowed with health and stayed safe, defend her if any threat appeared. Currently, she lived on Mona Island, where he'd convinced her to go three months ago, the last time he'd felt danger to her in Druida City. Residence, he spoke to the intelligent house itself, to Vine Residence. In fifteen minutes, inform the family I will not be joining them for dinner. He'd be gone by then, teleported away. Again? 
Flora didn't have much facial expression, but she scrunched her nose, lifting her upper muzzle from two big front teeth. Her ears twitched, then angled. You skipped dinner more than one this waxing twin moons. More than two. They will talk and talk and talk and yammer and yammer and yammer and argue and... I hear you, Flora. He sat up and swung his legs over the side of the bed. Like the cover, his clothes should have wicked away the sweat, but he figured those daily spells had worn away after the long and stressful consultations he'd had today. He rubbed the back of his neck, drying it, flaking away old sweat. 